Talk the, the Thrones. Thrones. The Ringer's instant reaction show for all things Ice and Fire is back. Now as a pod. To cover the new Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. Every Sunday night, the Ringerverse, Chris Ryan, that's me. Joanna Robinson. And I, Mallory Rubin, will be breaking down the latest episode. Sharing our thoughts on all the schemes and plots. Uh, schemes and plots are the same thing. Dragons. And incest. Hey, it's a Game of Thrones show. So boot up your favorite podcast player and head to the Dragon Pit. Because fire and pods will reign. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shout out to that guy. Yes. Oh my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, complete again, the entire crew back together. I, your forever 24-7 champion, am joining you from New York City, uh, a couple hours south of me in the former native home of Brian Dipperstein, is the physically large Stack Guy Greg. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be back. Y'all killed it last week, too, by the way. Thank you. I Thank enjoyed, you. I, I, enjoyed thought we brought, the I, I enjoyed the episode. I thought we brought the ruckus. Um, I thought so, too. And, and joining us from Los Angeles is 35, Brian Dipperson. I'm full of lobster rolls. I've gotten so many lobster roll recommendations. I, I could literally go anywhere in the world and attain the best lobster I, I, roll in that we, region. We truly created a <laughs> we monster. Broke, like, it, it we was broke almost, the internet. <laughs> I, it was honestly, you know what I think it was? Here, here's my prediction. I think that we normally talk about food that's like so Jew centric that it rules out a lot of people like they don't have a lot to say. Whereas in this case, talking lobster roll is like the opposite of Jew centric, but Jews do. But non-religious Jews also love it. So you're getting the non-religious Jews and all the non-Jews to jump in with their lobster roll takes. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, too, about creating a monster. So I just sent you guys a picture um, on Twitter. Somebody somebody mentioned, you know, which which ring of wrestling podcaster is the most likely to wear these. There's some WCW sneakers from yep. God knows when. I, I um, would say uh, I would say from around 99 to 
2000. Okay. Uh, yeah, because the, the logo, the, the, the steel, it looks like very Nitro. I'm getting WWE Nitro vibes from yeah. it. And they tagged all of the Ring of Wrestling hosts, said, who's most likely to wear it? Um, Jack Farmer put in a bid. He said he would like it very badly. And then somebody tweeted, just get one of Dip's fanboys to mail him to you. He could ask for a kidney on the pod and someone would send it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, only only if the kidney was produced by LJN. Right. It has to, it has to have some type of WWE, WCW, some type of historic marker. <laughs> an, L- an LJN kidney? <laughs> if it was Warrior's kidney, he could get it. <laughs> Oh, warrior comes the kidney. Oh, that's mad. D- Dip can get um, warrior's kidney right, right. I don't. Now. I don't. I don't hate the WCW shoes. I mean, they're a pug, but they're mage. I think they're my pug. Um, but yeah, yeah. Shout out to all of the big lobster roll recommendations that have been pouring in. One of our listeners hit me up with a. Do you see that dip? A hundred and sixty dollar lobster roll. Sheesh. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, you know, chump change. Does it sing to you like Sebastian from Little Mermaid? It's. He, I think it. I think it's like <laughs> it's garganch and feeds multiple people. But it's like, let me tell you something. A lobster roll that is supposed to feed multiple people is really just a lobster roll for one. Great point. Because a regular yeah. lobster roll barely feeds a person. You know, and then and then the 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 ultimate in luxury in your party is ha- is to have a a lobster roll pass around. And you know that's just a bun with some mayonnaise and a little drop of left oh, yeah, lobster yeah. in it. Yeah. By the way, you know? we we could say we could say that we were having a, a party here with a pass around lobster sandwiches, and it would be I'd get crackers, and I'd go buy that lobster and shrimp salad from Cinderella uh, from Cinderella, which spread a little on the crackers. Here's your lobster roll. Good night and good luck. It's the same amount of satisfaction. <laughs> just, just about. Um, also, I just uh, I didn't finish yet because I just fell asleep because I, I, I was very tired. Um, I, I won't bother asking Dip. So SGG, I'll ask you, did you watch House of Dragon? I did not watch House of Dragon. Mm, are oh. you are you planning to? I'm, I'm on the fence. I'll tell you why. Like I was so in on Game of Thrones and then they didn't stick the landing for me. So I'm like to go back and give them more of this is like I'm, I'm on the fence. But I'll tell you what, though, if, if people are tapped in. And every week it's like, you know, you can't miss House of Dragons. Then I'll be right back in by season two. I'll catch up. I'm, I'll well, I, I'm, I, let me just tell you right now after one episode, that's what's happening. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind that is what's happening. It's fully. It's. I, it, and wh- what is the I, name I, of the show? Is it House of Dragons or House of the Dragon? Because I've seen black people say House of Dragons, which makes uh, me think but, that yeah, it's but not. Yeah, but let's see. Huh? House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Okay. So I'm probably going to be calling it House of Dragons. Right. I got to roll or, with my or, own. Or House of the Dragons. <laughs> right. I, I got to stick with the whole team. Um, it's really uh, the story it, of uh, pr- of producer Troy, the House of the Dragon. Is that true? <laughs> you mean the dragon in his pants? It's the ring. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Breathing fire all over the... <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, I'll, I'll say this. It was... I really I enjoyed episode one. They I, for some reason I I felt I'm not an anti ending uh, Game of Thrones ending the way many people are. I'm just not a big anti. You know what I realize? I'm not as critical of endings of shows that I loved because I realized nine times out of ten there was never a way to get out of it. Like imagine okay. truly we complain about wrestling every week. 
imagine if one week they decided they had to wrap up everything. The entire thing had to be wrapped up. Right. It would be an absolute fuck fest. Okay, to try to wrap up every story. So when you get a story well, that's true. so deep, we've seen it. WCW, right? They tried to just he yeah, has our final what, champions and, <laughs> and and right. And in the end, all it was was, hey, Shane McMahon's here. It, it's his now. So maybe that that would have been an interesting ending for Game of Thrones. Shane McMahon shows up and buys <laughs> yeah. the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> the richest uh, man in Westeros showed up and was like, yeah, it's mine now. But uh, so I never, I never held Game of Thrones. By the way, you guys want to know a gimmick? Ballard has a gimmick. He he doesn't acknowledge it as a gimmick. It is the gimmick of the century. If he doesn't acknowledge it as a gimmick, then it's it's one hundred percent a gimmick. Oh, it's, he's he's, he's keeping kayfabe. I know it's a gimmick. He watched all of Game of Thrones and was so annoyed by the last, according to him, by the last few episodes. He never watched the finale. He stopped one short of the end of the series. And I'm like, you just love telling people you did that. You had to want to at least see how it ended. I got to say, I believe him. You believe it's not a gimmick? No, I believe that. I believe it's not a gimmick. I believe that he did this. Oh, no, he did it. Oh, no, he definitely did it. I'm just saying his motivations weren't pure. His oh, motivations okay. yeah. were partially to tell a story. I, I did the same thing with How I Met Your Mother. Like, they started losing me towards the end that I didn't even tap in for the finale. I watched Raw and just kept it moving. Wow. Another allegory for a producer Troy's life. How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we move on and talk about Johnny Gargano already? I mean, enough with this. Um, Thanks. Before we get to Johnny Gargano, we got to talk about outside the ring news, Dip. You got to be patient. Please, please. Listen, Jeff Jarrett, it was reported that he was <laughs> leaving cares? WWE. Okay. He was senior vice president of live events and- um, Reportedly. And reportedly. Reportedly, he was senior <laughs> vice president of live events, reportedly leaving WWE, um, but- and and what's I think is kind of poetic is Road Dog was reported to be brought back to be replacing Jeff Jarrett. Wow! As the senior VP. That, okay, that that is that is a fun events. twist. His roadies is taking the mantle and, and pushing forward in the role that he was supposed to have. And by the way, they did this. I, I read in the article they they did this with Jeff Jarrett like five years ago too. Does anyone this is like care a, about this? I mean. What Dip, is this, this is what, this is, this is this what is we podcast. do. Yeah, yeah. What, what are we going to do? Are we going to fluff up Johnny Gargano for 40 minutes? He spoke for five minutes. He's 5'7", 130 pounds. We'll see how it works out. Let's he's go. He's back. He's my guy. He's back. We're going to get to it. We're we'll get to, to it. it. But we're I mean, not gonna, we're not going to. The Jared, excuse the, me. The Jared excuse thing me. is excuse weird. Excuse me. Excuse me. Stop yourself. Okay, Vic, Vicky. Stop yourself. Dippy Guerrero. As, Dippy Guerrero. What do you have to say? As someone who is also 5'7 and 130 pounds, I resent <laughs> the comment. That was just made. Well, listen, okay. you're five seven hundred thirty pounds, but I'm five eight two hundred pounds. Okay. So, anyways, uh, Jeff Jarrett out. Okay, what else you got? To NXT you? UK is being rebranded as NXT Europe, um, and mm. as part of the rebrand, uh, a ton of NXT UK wrestlers were released. Um, oh. I believe they kept all their champions and, and a handful of of personnel and wrestlers, but they're expected to be rebranded as NXT Europe. Makes sense. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know about anyone who lost their job, and obviously, I always feel when that happens. But I will say, Europe makes sense more than UK. It does. And I think that they'll, they'll probably be brought back. Honestly, if what UK? Yeah, the the talent who was released will probably be brought back. Oh, we saw oh that perhaps we have. We that certainly has been happening. People get released and they they come back all the time. Um, and then the CM Punk promo from Wednesday night, which is where where I actually want to start from the week of wrestling. Ooh. Because uh, I got to say, that promo for me 
Here we go. Makes tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's dynamite, at least that match, a must-see match. Because we've we've entered territory of anything can happen in all elite wrestling. And uh for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, last week um CM Punk and John Moxley had a promo that ended up in a brawl, but the CM Punk portion of the promo was was scathing to say the least, and then it was reported after the fact that um CM Punk went off script, went to business for himself, took shots at Hangman Page that he wasn't supposed to take. And um, obviously, everybody was talking about it. I discussed it a little bit with my friends from the A-Show, and they had some details that I haven't seen reported anywhere, which is that uh, apparently, when in the run-up to his match with CM Punk, Adam Page, was he did not want to lose the title. He ended up losing it, obviously. And then CM Punk gets injured before he can defend the title as we know, is not stripped as champion. Instead, they have an interim champion in John Moxley, and none of this sat well with Adam Page. He went backstage talking about how CM Punk should have been stripped outright. He should have got his rematch. There was no reason for him to be dropped down the card. And all of this got back to CM Punk, and that's why CM Punk, at the top of the promo, when he knew Adam Page was not going to be able to respond, took a direct shot at him, uh, called him a coward, and then moved on. on okay, can I, can I can I ask a question right off top? Because yes, yes, right I was top. a I was a little confused here by this. So what was 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 Hangman Page originally supposed to be on this last week's episode of Dynamite? No, he was. There was never any plans for him to do anything on Dynamite. Um, Punk knew it. I, I don't even think Page was in the building. Okay, so so this all has to do with Hangman Page reportedly not wanting to drop the title. Yes. And what was the line Punk said about Page? He um, he challenged him, and then he sat down, waiting for the music to hit. We, he knew it wasn't going to hit because he knows that's not supposed to happen. Nobody's ready for Hangman to rush out there. And then he was like, yeah, that's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. Yeah, heard that. And okay. then the apology needs to be louder than the disrespect, which is a line that, I mean, nobody really paid attention to because it, it felt like a throwaway. But that, to me, is the line that signals that... Um, he got he caught wind of of uh, how Adam Page felt about the whole thing, and and he took an opportunity to crap on him first thing first and foremost straight out the gate before before he even got to John Moxley. And then also this but, week the rumors are abundant. I'll let you jump in, Dip. Sorry, the rumors are are everywhere that uh, and CM Punk is not happy in AEW as well. Yeah, generally speaking, uh, Dipperstein, what say you? I'll have two points. First of all, SGG, you're unbelievable. Okay. WWE I get that every day. Of course. Good. WWE finally gets good, and all you want to do is talk about AEW. <laughs> it's been <laughs> good. To, it's been good to me the whole time. <laughs> you never, you never know what to expect with SGG. Yeah. yeah and by the way, when he was just as excited about the Dana Brooke batch two weeks ago. So there's, there's yeah, a, yeah. Gargano, yeah. Dana Brooke. It makes no difference. I'm just, exa- I'm just as excited about everything that you're excited about. But I mean, come on, this is, this is, at least as announced so far, the biggest Here's match a- of the week, including the matches from Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. Because it was supposed to be on All Out. It's a champion versus champion match. I mean, what what more do you want from this? It'll no, it's be, a big match. It would it's be a, a travesty match. if we just skipped over it. Even away, even outside of the backstage, what's going on, we can't just skip over this match. Okay. And what was and your second point? Here's what else I'll say. And I, look, I'm no, look, I'm, I'm consider myself somewhat of a wrestling historian. I didn't know what was going on backstage when I was a kid. 
in the 80s and 90s. Okay. Oh, you didn't? As a, as a four-year-old, you were not aware no. of the backstage no, politics? I no, I wasn't. <laughs> but here's what I was saying. He's Whether CM Punk's unhappy or he's shooting on his coworkers or he's, you know, people are really at odds with each other. Can't these people just get along with each other and follow the directions of the booker? I mean, it's <laughs> well, that's what so happens every crazy. time. But that's what happens it, every time. But the real animosity just, adds a layer of fun to it, I think. Enough with the animosity already. You, you're an actor. You're a performer. Go out there. You have this script. Do what you should do what you're supposed to do. And that's that. If you don't well, like it, well, that's goodbye. What they, that's what they do. But I mean, you think no, about Brett not. Sean, you think about Edge, Edge, Matt Hardy, that real animosity, that real layer of either they are close friends or they really hate each other. But that real passion that they have brings out the best in people in these matches. I know. That's a time moments. That's a different point. I agree. It brings out the best. I'm just saying it's like. You hear these stories. This one's unhappy. This one didn't want to lose. This one that. This one shouldn't have dropped the belt. He wants it. I mean, this one's going off script. It's crazy. Yeah, there's in, a in difference. In this case, it's CM Punk, though. Like, we, we know that he will walk out and do these wild things. They all things. do it. But, a there's, lot a, of but these, there's, a, there's a delineation that I think Dip's trying to make that I agree with, that Edge, Lita, Matt Hardy was taking a real-life crazy situation and choosing to bring it to the show because they knew this is just good shit. Right. This. Them all agreeing that it was good to bring to wrestling. Punk bringing. This isn't bringing real, quote, real life shit to the party. This is punk bringing backstage politics to the ring. That, yeah, yeah. that's it's a totally different. But, so I'm not saying it's not interesting. And I'm and I, I think we should have led with it. I think it's a big story. It is interesting. But it's very interesting. But I also see Dip's point. There's a difference between we're going to turn up that real life thing and make it awesome. And we're going to go into business for ourselves talking about things that annoyed us backstage. None of us knew anything. The edge Lita stuff. That Matt Hardy edge leader stuff was everywhere. That was a thing. It was really hard to deal with. Their and Matt got fired for bringing street. it up to and making it a thing. A- exactly. So I, I, I hear you. It is strange. And and by the way, it's always the people who are in Punk's position who do this. Yeah. I mean, who don't want to lose their spot. And I understand it's about ego and money and things like that. But this is how this is how a, a organization crumbles when the, the correct. The, yeah. And when the you know inmates run the asylum. Correct. You know, that that is it's literally how WCW ended. Yeah. Yeah. So and honestly, it's a mistake that AEW already made this year with Cody and not being able to manage those different those different priorities. Now Cody's much more diplomatic than CM Punk. So I think if it goes sideways, it's gonna be way worse. We all go to our jobs and we follow the directions of what our bosses want us to do. We know what the parameters are. We we are we understand the task. And we don't, you know, we might complain sometimes to our friends or we talk to our coworkers, but at the end of the day, the job gets done. And so why should it be any different for even though, even if you're a top, top guy or, or gal in, but, in, as a wrestler, at the end of the day, it's not your decision about what happens unless it's in your contract that it is. And, and then so, you get screwed and Vince says ring the bell anyway. And, right. and it's not, <laughs> so it's, it's, but even that, even that in the end is, I mean, the truth is if you were to, uh, that's a different thing. thing. Let's not go down that path. But <laughs> but the thing is, but the thing is, not to just like crush Punk, but it's particularly un- disappointing from Punk because usually this sort of stuff happens from people who are big stars, but still they're still young. You know, like 
Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were out of control, but it was their first (laughs) time really being stars. Like they were, they had really become stars for the first time. And they were around Hogan too, which was terrible influence in that regard. Right. And then you have Hogan, who's a maniac in his own regard, and he's in a different situation for the first time. Punk was already on top at the highest level for a moment, then took off and got seemingly, you'd think, older and wiser for a decade, comes back and he's still doing stuff like this. It's like, it's not as cute anymore. Like look around at the other people, look at the other veterans of your age range and see how they're all conducting themselves at this stage of their career. And I have to say too, before you jump in there, I have to say from Punk, what makes it even more disappointing too is that this is the behavior that when he was in WWE, he, he seemed to hate and want to rail against. And then when he got signed to AEW, he came out of his mouth at a bunch of different interviews and media scrums and said, I'm here to make guys. I'm here to put over younger talent. And then in the midst of an, an Adam Page championship run that by all accounts is not really going that well, beating CM Punk could have been a mission accomplished for Adam Page and CM Punk in terms of taking a younger guy and pushing them to the next level and getting them where they need to be versus taking that spot for himself. Here's what I'll say. If say you, in a practical sense, if 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 you're uncomfortable with a storyline that you don't want to be in because of your values or something like that, that I'm totally fine with. You should be able to have a say in that and, and talk to your you know booker and discuss that with them. But it, when it has to do with dropping a title or winning or losing a match, come on, dude. I mean, that's a that's a come on, dude, for me. It, it is. It, it is. is. It is so, for me too. Okay. So we can in, all agree in on their that. Def- yeah, but it... In defense of Adam Page and, and Punk and whoever else, though, these are these are people who grew up as fans. So, like, it's a come on, dude, for me, because I'm on my couch. I just want this story to keep keep it moving. But these are people who grew up wanting to be champion, and they wanted that limelight. So I don't know how it feels. It is them. making for compelling television again on AEW is what, what's going on at the top of the card. Yeah. That is for sure. But it's for the wrong reasons. Is what hey, what I'm saying. Hey, just listen. So, all you gotta all you gotta do is to bring it back to Game of Thrones. Just gotta stick the landing. Yeah, you can take all <laughs> of this mess. Say. Give us a great match tomorrow. Um, you know, listen. I have things I really like and dislike about Punk and Moxley. Um, I just mean as performers. I mean, I can't. Moxley seems like a great guy. Moxley's shoulder, Moxley's shoulder walk drives me nuts. I, I hate it. I hated the brawl too. The verbal part of that confrontation was great, but the the brawl, the brawl looked bad. Yeah, I agree. I thought the, I thought the brawl. I mean, listen, AW does some things amazing. The random breakout brawls, not one of them. No, I, I've always I've always said no. that. I mean, but did you but like did you like making... the breakout brawl at Ron Raw last night? No, <laughs> which which one? At the beginning with Riddle and Seth Rollins, it was so Oh, yeah, I loved it. It was weird. That's what I liked about it, though. It was like, these cold open action is happening. They've done it a couple of times now. Oh, I think I I accidentally skipped it because the first thing I saw was Trish Stratus. (laughs) Yeah. Trish Stratus and Bailey. Yeah, you missed it. Yeah, it was the beginning of the show before the, you know, the the song. If nothing else, those, those working punches looked a whole lot better. Monday than they did Wednesday. But don't get me they, they those things will always look better to me on WWE, but don't get me wrong, the pull apart brawls on WWE are generally I 
so overdone at this they're, point. They paint by numbers. Honestly, it's like you come and together. The you security both get your guard point. comes out. Yeah. it's always the baby face that breaks free. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's keep rolling here. Dip brought it up right away, of course. Johnny Gargano returns to WWE, cuts a promo last night in Toronto. Um, solid, received well. Um Toronto's a good a good place to bring back someone like Johnny Gargano. Um the the timing of it, listen, I'm not gonna complain because complain. it was uh it was a surprise <laughs> me. at least. It was a surprise at least. <laughs> I don't really like the coming out of a social media package, his just his music hits. I was I thought that was you know what I'm saying? I'll do my whole thing on this in real quick. Obviously I'm thrilled he's one of my top he's one of my guys. I think he is a massive star. I've said it over the years many times. He's one of my guys. End of story. What should have happened, first of all, they, they made a couple of mistakes. One, I didn't like the way, you're right, I didn't like coming out of a social media package, one. Two, they changed his, his uh, Titantron, and mm-hmm. it was it's way less like colorful and affecting. And so when they just put the logo up there, I'm not sure anyone really knew oh, exactly it didn't hit what the that same was. It didn't, did. hit, it, did, it, it didn't hit the same. So the audience was looking at it and we're like, and I think this, the music sounded, I think the theme might've been a little different too. It was his, was it was tweaked? his NXT theme, his original NXT theme. They changed it. And between it the time a little he bit? left. No, no, it was, it was the okay. original. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. Whatever. Maybe it sounded a little tweaked, maybe in the bigger arena. So I thought this, the Titan Tron should have been the old Titan Tron. And I also feel like they should have had him like come out and attack Champa and the Miz or something. And you know, like that would have been the big shock. But I, I don't love when they have guys or gals come back and just cut a promo in the ring. I do like that they put him with Austin Theory because he's also one of my guys. Those are my two top guys. I love these guys, seeing them <laughs> in the ring together. But at the end of the day, it should have been a, a champ of throwback situation, then probably culminating in them tagging and becoming D, uh, DIY again. Well, and they'll, and maybe they'll still get there, but yeah. I, I agree. I just didn't like, I just don't like it coming out cold from a, a random IG. I like, I like the element of surprise that is continuing, which is very exciting. That is that I, I, that's why I must give credit where credit is due. Also, I'd say absolutely, even if, even if it had been his old Titan Tron, you, you cannot account for how many people in a raw crowd don't know NXT logos when they pop up. I gotta say, I I sort of disagree with with most of those takes. I I like the position. Uh, of course you do. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, because I think Toronto was a, just a smarky enough crowd that they got away with all of that. Like if they had done that at in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or or Davenport, Iowa, likely to flop. 
that's a high risk to take in, in cities like those. But I think they could have got away with that in a handful of cities. Toronto is one of them. But, but I said that part. Yeah, yeah New York is I one of them. I agree with that. Detroit is one of them. So I don't think that in that regard it was a mistake. And I think at home, too, them slotting it right before the main event, instead of having like a popcorn match or something like that, that was the perfect way to like bring the energy down a little bit right before you go into um, what I thought was a really good match with Edge and, and Damian why, why would you be trying to bring the energy down around a big return? No, he yeah. got the pop for the return and then the promo like not brought the energy down to where like people were sitting on their hands, but it, it didn't have it it gave the the effect of a popcorn match to like just mellow it out a little bit before the main event without having it to be a popcorn match in a spot that you know these performers don't really want because now they're getting more opportunities with Triple H and we see he's giving people more time to have better matches. So who would want the two minute match before the main event that like sort of sucks the energy out of the crowd? Like he brought it down without sucking the energy out of the crowd, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that. I would you not have preferred it happen during someone out interrupting someone or surprising someone? Um yeah, but then it gets into who? Who he, Champa. he interrupt? That would have that's a thing. Champa Gargano. It's a feud as old as time. And even if they don't they don't they wouldn't even have to act on it right away. You can just use it as a catalyst to bring them out. They don't have to go into a story together immediately. Like if because if Champa's still busy right now in his current story, they don't have to deflect that, but it that could be an opportunity. But why it's not though? Like story. If, if you put the, if you put them in their orbit, that you have to do something with them. You can't put them in each other's orbit and and leave it alone. Even like with Austin Theory, I I expect that Johnny Gargano is going to be Austin Theory's next feud just because they put them they put them in each other's orbit for whatever reason. And no, I wonder, I, I, I wonder I if Dexter like Lumis has something to do with that too. Oh, I don't know. That'd be interesting, but um, for sure. But what I'd like to see is a Champa Gargano. I see title match at WrestleMania. That would be exciting to me. That's what I hope it all leads up to. I'm not That's, mad at that. That would be my that would be my fantasy booking for. for he specifically referenced the Intercontinental title yesterday. There you have it. A, a he, title that wrestling for sale is very into. Brother. Johnny Gargano <laughs> is the perfect Intercontinental champion. Oh for yeah. WWE. He right meant now. for it. He's the definition. Oh yeah. He's. We he, just got he, he, he is. Yeah. He's I seeing and I seeing. He's I see. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, yeah. It, listen. I I liked it. I dug it. I I don't love when the reason just to just to close this out. The reason I don't love when there's not a purpose is like you're asking the crowd to really care just for the sake of. I'm so happy he's back. Mm, it's asking you're asking. A you're asking for like a really inside wrestling fans reaction. You know and like. I'm a good example of a mainstream fan who's literally my level of excitement about Gargano coming back is like, cool. I, let, let's see how this goes. Cool. I'm not like, oh, my God, it's Johnny wrestling. I I, I mean, and you could see, <laughs> Why you could not? feel that. He is this Johnny wrestling. Why not? But, and I know people I, feel I'm, that oh way. God, I'm oh, my God, a Jays. I'm oh, my God, a Jays. No, you're oh, my God, a Jays, but you're way more, you, especially when he was there, you were way more into NXT than me. If I was in that crowd, I'd react like a lot of people in there did, which was, you know, nice applause. But, like, come on, it wasn't. Last night, last night's reaction wasn't John Cena's music hitting, okay? And it's never it going never to be. It never will be. No, come on, man. But but all of these returns right that now. people are desperate for, it's going to be interesting to watch how they all play out because 
Everyone wanted them. Now we're going to get them. We're going to see how they played out. Now, SGG, I wasn't sure because I was like in and out. So I wasn't sure on the Twitter timing. But am I correct in saying that Twitter was not feeling hit row on Friday? Look what we have here. You are. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, is that, is that Howie Tenenbaum? It is indeed. Is he living with you, Jace, at this point? He's living with me, Jace. <laughs> What's something? going on? What's going on? What are we doing? Hey, Howie. Hey, hey, hey. We're talking about uh, pro wrestling. Oh, he can't hear because Dip has the headphones. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so SGG, is it, was I correct in thinking that Hit Row rapping on Friday did not go well? You, you, are, you are correct. Um, I don't know why they did that. That was a, a bold decision. Isn't that what they do, though? Haven't they done that many times? Like the impromptu rap performance, and they've done like backstage vignettes where they like play songs and and do things. I've seen Here's them the perform. Pro- I've seen them rap in the ring before, though. I've, you, that's you at have least the, the second time I've seen it. You have the acclaimed coming that out and rapping like incredible raps every week, and then you have Hit Row, and it's just the corny, stupid version of it. Well, no, I, I have to push back on that a li- at least a little bit. I How think you push it, back on that. That is because the most blatantly I, obvious thing to say. No. No, the, it's it's actually reversed. It's the acclaim that comes out with the corny raps every week and hit row. If you actually listen to Top Dollar's lyrics, this they is weren't that bad. Take, Peter. They weren't no, that, I'm, I'm 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 actually I'm actually with SGG. Lyrically, Top wow. Dollar's wasn't that bad. But hit row, hit row are absolutely better rappers yes. than the acclaim. But here's the problem. But the here, acclaim's gimmick. But the acclaim's gimmick works because it's made for a crowd. That's what I mean. It's made for the rest of the crowd. You can't say that. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a big reversal. That's exactly it's, the opposite of what you said, though. Yeah. The acclaim is not, the are not rapping. rapping great. It's, they are not, I'm not rapping. I'm not talking about the quality of the rapping. I'm talking about the overness of it. Yeah. No. No. Well, it it wasn't over. You're absolutely right. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. But very specifically, but here's why what you said was so wrong. Because you, you said Hit Row was Be- corny. <laughs> well, no, and Hit Row was corny. It came off but as so, corny. But like, so, is the, so is the acclaimed. But that's part of purpose. it. On it, purpose. It, right. right. It's they're conscientious of the corniness. <laughs> the problem with the Hit Row thing is, and it's not because any of them aren't talented musically, when you're trying to make it seem real in a, in a real way, yeah. And like, hey, no, no, we're like a rap group in wrestling. Hip hop, hip hop. Hip hop. It's too, you have to suspend too much disbelief. What the acclaimed is doing is They're- simply following John Cena's lead. This is yeah. just, this is what you do. I mean, they're entertaining. They some of the, the bars make everyone go, oh, the way they have it mixed in the arena, the, the mic is so loud and clear. You yeah. can always hear everything they're saying. It just—I uh, felt bad. Like I, I don't—I I don't know why they decided to do that. And it was an opportunity because it was the first—they—they—they they, they tossed maximum male models out of the ring. They had a little conflict, and I was like, okay, MMM and hit row. This could make a little bit of sense. And then they went to the rap, and I was like, whoa, this. And I have to say, it's this men too, on like, a mission of Jace. It's the overall presentation. <laughs> it is. Overall presentation is the problem too. It's like. If if they dressed better, I feel like that would elevate the presentation. And you're right about um, raising the mic and, and turning it up so that you could hear the lyrics and what they're saying. But yeah, you couldn't the, hear the clothes, <laughs> the whole thing. It just Rebug. didn't it Re- didn't come together properly. S- Peter, some somebody get them some gallery department. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> like it's very. We're in a new era of WWE. 
the hit row presentation feels very Vince McMahon era. Isn't this what rap looks like? (laughs) It has, it has a lot of that. Now, listen, that may be on them. Maybe it, maybe that's their direction and where they want it to be. I do not know. I just know everyone was super excited to a few weeks ago when hit row came back. Mm -hmm. And then when I looked the other day, I was like, Ooh, this isn't the same reaction at all. Yeah. And even like for me, it felt clunky from the start because if you go back and watch, they come out, they make their entrance, and then the camera is lingering on the empty entrance row. And I'm assuming it's because they either rushed through the entrance or missed their cue or or something. And I was just like, this, this doesn't it didn't feel right from the start. And then they get to it, they start rapping, and it just it all fell apart for me. It really did. What are we? Can we just look? Let me change the subject. I think we've 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 finished the hit row conversation. Uh, Killer. La- last thing is, yeah. I did enjoy. I did enjoy. Um, what's her name? Maxine, Maxine Dupree. Dupree. I yeah. I did enjoy yeah, her coming out and dancing for a second. Yeah, I made. thought that, I thought there was <laughs> potential. I thought there was yeah, some there's potential. Something, there. There's something going on there. Something going yeah. on there. Okay. Here's what I'll say. You we're going into this uh, Cardiff show. You have, um. Roman Reigns definitely beating Drew McIntyre. And then Drew... Yeah, I don't know. You're sure? And then you, You're sure? No, I, no. I think so. I think that's a definite. By definitely, I mean maybe. <laughs> you can't be sure. <laughs> but let's talk about this because it's this is really the A story. This is what's going on. This is something going on. Because you have Killer Cross behind... You have Killer Cross behind Drew McIntyre. And my... I presume that it's not... I presume that it will not be... Killer Cross and Drew McIntyre for the belt, like going into whatever the next pay per view is. So let's just say Roman Reigns beats Drew McIntyre. What is with the title? Who is next up for Roman? Kevin Owens. Ugh, I hope not. I don't know where you get that from. I'm assuming just because. But listen, I mean, it's a fair discussion. It's not Kevin Owens. KO and Sammy so. are on a collision course with the bloodline. For sure. I don't know if they're going to take the titles off of the Usos, which is what I would prefer. Or if KO is going to try to go at Roman to defend his friend. But but Sammy, Sammy is definitely going to find himself um, on the outs of the bloodlines. And it's going to be Kevin that's there to save him, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know which titles. I, I think that target. has to lead tag SGG. They can't go. They already went to the Seth. I mean, the uh, the KO Roman. Yeah, that'll lead to like three months. It was like a three. That'll lead to an too. USO storyline. But I'm talking about who is next for Roman? Who is the next person? We well, don't know. I, I also I also don't think you can completely blow past Clash at the Castle. I I think there's a chance that we see the titles split. I think I think I think Drew could win a title somehow mm. at Clash of the Castle. Interesting. Okay. Because this whole thing feels built around Drew McIntyre. They're it is. clearly they're clearly taking steps. It would be such a weird momentum killer to then all of a sudden have Drew just get pinned and disposed of. Seems I don't know, guys. And you and you know me, I don't. Me and Babyface Drew, I'm ready for heel Drew McIntyre. You know that. But here, here's what I, happens. I'm just saying. Killer Cross yeah. interferes in the match and costs Drew the match, and that's what happens. That's you mean cost cost Drew the match, or yeah, or yeah, cost Drew the match, and he sit. You know, you save Drew from like a legitimate pin loss, mm, and that's possible. Probably, yeah, that's my call. That's what I think happens. I think Roman ends up leaving Cardiff with the championship 
because Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, um, cost Drew McIntyre the match in some form or another. I, that's that. the, I'm not mad at it either, um, and I'm not mad at the idea of us getting to Cross and Roman. It would be it would be new. Yeah, yeah I would love that. I'm all in. On I that. mean, honestly, how would how would Cross and Drew be? By the way, if it ends up being there first, good. Also, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, as you can tell, I'm all in on carrying Cross. I'm all in. I, I, I can a, tell. I, I love a main eventer with a gimmick. That's why I love Bray Wyatt. I know. Okay, Can we I see know. Bray come back at Clash at the Castle? No. No. There's, spe- there's different speculation about when Bray returns and how soon it is. There's something going on there. There's got to be. Has to. Yeah. Has to be something going. Yeah. On. Oh, there man. has to be something going. On. I think Rumble. Uh, also. Was- yeah. Also, do you guys think that it was simply because she was in a rush today, or do you, I mean yesterday? Or do you think that Bianca Belair is easing off of the uh, hair twirling? I think it was because she was in a rush. She didn't twirl once, though. I mean, she literally just ran down, didn't even look at her hair. Yeah, I think she was in a rush. I think it's because she was in a rush. Yeah, well, I, I want to see, see next twirl. week. I didn't see a single twirl. I didn't see a single twirl. I wonder. By the way, we could find out very quickly that Vince was the one who was going, keep twirling. Well, <laughs> I have an interesting on. take on that, too. because um, Please. So... My guys at the A Show too, we were talking about this randomly, and one of them mentioned that um, it might have something to do with um, the majorettes, which is like the drumline, like a black culture, HBCU kind of connection. Because if you connect it with her theme, and even like that WrestleMania entrance, how she had the drumline come down and and um, play her to the ring, that that part of the presentation might have something to do with that, like the you know majorettes and like. Drum lines yeah, but does, but, but does that does that change the conversation about how long one has to do it for? I think so. I think that that's why she's doing it, and like she has to perform through the whole way. Which honestly, I, being, I'd being like a New Yorker, I'd like to who, say that you guys are making this up. Hey, that's you can. You this can sounds. Say, I, I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong, but I'm waiting for the empirical evidence that it's true. The majorettes, when you're do when you're performing with a band, you must twirl your hair the entire. Not that you must time. twirl your hair, but you can't. No you can't stop the performance at all. Like you, you, the performance has to keep going. You have to keep hitting your beats. I, I, I. Her music I'm, I'm is very it. like drumline, big band. Sure, sure. And like, hey, I'm from Harlem, so I don't know about about all that like I, i'm belizean from harlem i don't know about like that aspect of of the culture but um uh, either way I, th- this it doesn't change how i feel please no matter what it's just about i loved yesterday her just walking straight down guess what she looked intimidated but yeah I, but she walked straight down because she had to save trish I, I hate i hate when people take that beat to like soak in their music or the applause when they're supposed to be making the oh, no, no, when you're supposed to be helping someone of course <laughs> it's the worst it's a great it's a great point. What else must be discussed today before we get to a busy mailbag? Kenny Omega came back and Dip oh, has yes. said not a peep. Oof. You know why? <laughs> haven't seen, seen it. it. Haven't seen it. Yet. Oh so I know he came. God. I watched the clip when he came back. I haven't seen the whole context of it, but uh, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it before, before I'll watch it. I'm sorry. Well, he's back. A um, little busy. A little busy. It's, it seems as though he might still be still be injured or still need some time to heal because he, he showed up with a, a full brace on his arm. And he could be working. It could be that he needs some time to heal. Who knows? He wasn't moving like he was back at 100%, which also could be him working or could mean that he needs time to heal. Um, but he's back. Him and the Young Bucks, they won their match. 
um, in the trios tournament. They're going on to the next round. And we're going to move on because I'm the only one who has, who has seen it. So I don't feel like talking to myself about AEW. We can go the on to the trios tag. I mean, uh, I, I, can't, I can't talk about one more title. If you don't in, have to make AEW. up something to talk about, we could just, we could just, <laughs> we could just move on to the next topic. Yeah. Yeah, just jump I'm, in the I, I'm excited that Kenny Omega and CM Punk and Hangman and all these people are bad. Or, you know, everyone seems to be like sort of, you know, the, the top of the roster at AEW is exciting again. That's all I'll comment, and that's my I, feeling. It was a weird return, though, for Omega. It was like, yeah, they didn't change the character at all yet. He came back in the, as the same version of him that he'd been. Well, he's always been. Know, I don't think we're ever going to get a change on that. Well, no, he was still, but he was still the heel. He had he had what's his face with him still. Callis Home was from, was, was Callis there? No. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see, I didn't notice him. Yeah, Don you know Callis was with him still. So like it's 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 the that's a weird bringing someone back after being that long gone that gone for that long in the exact same way in a heel role. You're not going to get that big a reaction. It lasted for a second. Oh, and then by the way, let's roll into a random six man tag match. Okay. Yeah. Here's what it feels like to me, and I you know, I don't know any other way any better. I'm just saying it feels like CM Punk, John Moxley, and Kenny Omega are all just basically doing whatever they want. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone's telling them what to do in any capacity, and they're pretty much writing their own, writing their own stuff. Uh, yep, I, I that's, don't that's what it feels that. like. Does that sound right? Yeah, and I think, and I think, then you see the other it's, people. There are a bunch. There's a bunch of young talent who are doing their job and are really good. I, um, it seems like Jericho's playing ball. Yes, because he's the man. Like he he does for for all of the things I could say about Jericho that are not uh, positive. Yeah, he seems to just go in and, and do his job right now. That's what it appears to me. And by the way, it still looks fantastic. He really does, man. He looks identical. I mean, identical. he needs to start a diet plan. By the way, all due respect to DDP, step aside. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho could could uh, turn SGG to Ahmed Johnson yeah, it, in two it weeks. Came out of nowhere. It really was like two weeks too. It was Ahmed crazy. Johnson circa 1997. Yeah, I don't mean current. Um, I don't know what current Ahmed looks like. I don't care. I'll yeah. take it either way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so SGG, sight unseen. You're willing You're willing to trade yeah. for current Ahmed Johnson? Sight unseen, I am. I believe, I believe. You're going to guess. You're going to guess that no matter how much he's fallen off, you think it's a worthwhile, because he could be gargantch. I'm going to guess that no matter how much he's fallen off, he's in better shape. <laughs> Right now, yes, one thousand percent. All right, let's uh, let's let's keep it moving then and get right into this week's. Wait for it. Wait for it. Show me something and do hit row, SUJ. Grab my mic. O G G O G S G G. <laughs> is that what they were doing? It was, yeah, he said. I put the G in OG three. I put the G in SGG, um, but I'm going to give it to Victor Perry this week. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Shout out to the wrestling club. We mentioned them uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, a couple months ago. Already. They were trying to get the wrestling club to Hollywood for WrestleMania Hollywood. They've raised ten thousand dollars of the fifteen thousand so far, but. He did come out and say that he secured some tickets, so some of, some members of his wrestling club will be going to Hollywood. 
Um, they're still raising funds for lodging and transportation and things like that. So definitely keep donating. But shout out to him. The the goal has been met, and the wrestling club is going to Hollywood. So shout very, out to Victor cool. Perry, the wrestling club. Yeah, shouts to them. That very glad to see that's happening. I wonder how many they'll be able to uh, make it happen for. Um, Dip, who do you got? He's thinking. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it to B Fab again. <laughs> you're, you're... Dip, do you have a crush on B Fab? This is two weeks in a row. I think there's something going on between uh, myself and B Fab. <laughs> uh, B Dip and B Fab. Be dipping, be fat. That's something. That wow. Something. That's something. That is something. Wow. Um, okay, be fat. Um, I love me some be fat. <laughs> um, how about... Um, we should have be fat on the show. I want to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we just... Uh, maybe we just set you up on a double date. On the podcast. <laughs> She's not. She's not like with a, a wrestler who could kill you, is she? I'm not sure. We'll we'll find out when we'll find out on the interview. I'll give it to Swerve and Keith Lee again, and uh, who had a good match last week, and also um, point out that this week, you know, our friend Zach Linder is really checked out on AEW when he randomly tweets a complaint saying that Swerve in our glory is a terrible name. <laughs> it is a terrible. And I'm name, like, but. It, okay, it it may be terrible, but it's been terrible then for three months minimum. Am I exaggerating? Three months is fair, right? I think it's the yeah, whole. Three. I think it's probably more than that because it's it's from the second Swerve showed up. Yeah, as soon as they got together, it's been swerving our glory, and it's been a terrible. <laughs> it's been a terrible. Day. It's not great, but shouts to Keith Lee and to, to Swerve Strickland. All right, let's get into this week's very full mailbag. Mail. And I won't even spend a lot of time on the lobster rolls. Why not? We'll jump in. Okay, I'll give you some lobster rolls. Let me see. Let me see. Um, give me the best lobster roll email you got. I was going to say they're virtual lobster rolls, Dip. You can't. They can do nothing. Well, for you. Eric, Eric wrote us and said your requirements for mage lobster rolls was quote cities you actually go to, and these may not qualify, but wanted to mention here in Connecticut. We have amazing hot butter Connecticut style lobster rolls. None of that cold with mayo stuff. If you find yourself in our fine state, just 30 minutes north of Titan Towers is the Lazy Lobster in Milford, Connecticut. This lobster roll is on a brioche roll, literally soaked in butter. Biggest one I've eaten to date. Runner up is Ripka's Beach Cafe in Norwalk, even closer to WWE. You won't be disappointed either. And he sent links and pictures. And Connecticut's tiny, so you can do both. Here's here's like what, what a big like food myth, in my opinion. You know, if you're mm-hmm. near a city where like things are supposed to come from the ocean in that city, they have to be the best there. Okay, you could be right in the middle of the country in in Indianapolis, Indiana, and get just as good sushi as you would anywhere else. I mean, what, I don't what, know what? about that. <laughs> oh, stop! It's yeah, all I, the preparation. I, 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 I know a lot of people about that, bro. You could. Listen, I, you, you, I know a lot of people who argue, who argue very strongly against that. I, I think you're right, Dip. It's overstated. You know, like my ex-father-in-law would like, if we weren't, if he couldn't see the ocean, he didn't want to order seafood. I was always like, okay, let's, it's going to be all right. They can make a piece of fish. Uh, but I hear, I, I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. If you're going right, to eat sushi, go. which is raw fish, it's better to get it as fresh as possible. You can't like ship it 
to the middle of Indiana and expect that it's going to be They ship it overnight. But just for the record, but just for the record, some of the best sushi in New York, like the really high level stuff, is being shipped from Japan. It's still oh, making man. it here. They're sending it on ice. That's like it, that's yeah. it's a thing. If they can send it from Japan to New York, they could send it to Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> okay. Let's let's go. By the way, Dip would never eat sushi and, in Indianapolis. Literally, just a point. Let me say something about if if the lobster roll that you're ordering is not on brioche and it's on some other roll, it's not. I mean, what, what are you even? What are we even having a conversation about? A lot of lobster rolls not always on brioche. I prefer brioche. That's what I'm saying. And I and I, oh, un, got it, I, got it. I and I like the take about the warm butter over the hot. Me lobster. too. Me. I, yeah, I, I like that. Take that. Too. I prefer that. Of course. I'd rather have the lobster be warm than cold. Cool. I, I like that too. I'm not mad at that. All right. Uh, hey, Pete, longtime Jewish peckerhead and Keisho fan. Just this summer had a very generous and somewhat reasonably priced, lo- priced lobster roll at Jordan's Lobster Farm in Island Park on Long Island. Changed my entire view on typically overrated lobster rolls. Hmm. hmm. Might have to hit that one. That's that's a reasonable one. Dip Long Island could happen. Give me one that I can get on Gold Belly, and I'll Gold Belly it. I have a gift certificate from Gold Belly for my birthday, somebody. So, did you, I, you, know, did you at least search Gold Belly uh, lobster rolls on Gold Belly? I will, but you know, someone give me a recommendation. I need a peckerhead recommendation on Gold Belly. I'm not just going to rant. I'm not going to, you know, I don't need a shot in the dark lobster roll. You know what I'm saying? All right. A, a gentleman named Craig writes us and says, have to call you guys on your lobster take you're falling into the trap pun intended of paying way too much at upscale restaurants or fancy food trucks the key is to know where and how to eat lobster roll so it's not expensive steamed at home is the way to go or the very rustic beachside shacks usually have reasonable prices butter and lemon is a must it's sort of like knowing where to get your bagels in nyc only if bagels cost $30 a pop everywhere else. <laughs> Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Exciting time to be a wrestling fan, Craig. I agree with that. Um, good email. By the way, speaking of which, I ran into someone the other day who was a podcaster turned uh, food entrepreneur kind of guy. And he was telling me, and this is not rocket science, but it's it still hearing it this time made me go, you know what? He was like, dude. He was telling me how much money he's making selling some food. He was like, dude, with your profile in New York, the amount of radio you're doing, he put your name on a food item. He was like, you will pick one that makes sense for you. And he made a suggestion that wasn't bad. He didn't even know about cheap eat. He was like, what about a cream cheese? Mm. And I was like, you know what? We have been talking a lot of schmears on this program. I wonder how hard it is to, to to start a new cream cheese line. It's not easy. Come on. What? Is, well, how on. do you know? To start a cream cheese line and get it in stores and do a be an entrepreneur with a cream cheese entrepreneur and a cream cheese tycoon. This is not an easy task. <laughs> cream cheese tycoon. All we got to all, all do. If starting a cream cheese line was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. All we have to do is find someone who's already making cream cheese galore. But they don't, they need to get it out there. And say, yes, and say, hey, we want to make a Rosenberg cream cheese. That's all we need. This is a pipe dream, okay? It's not, dip, 
hold on real quick. This must be said. You're my agent. This should be disconcerting to me. Every yo-yo radio host in the country owns a, a re- restaurant or sells food. It's literally it's it's what radio people graduate into doing because they have so funny. the what? tool for marketing. I'd rather open a restaurant than start a cream cheese line. But the restaurant's so much more work than the cream cheese line. Once you get the once you get the cream cheese line rolling, all you're doing is it's is, is making sure you promote it. Yeah, you got yeah. Two the restaurant ta- is you got two work. great taste testers here. SGG who will absolutely taste it, and me 100%. who uh, am a, you know somewhat of a cream cheese. He can be convinced. Snob. <laughs> he can be convinced. <laughs> uh, if anyone has any thoughts, maybe there's someone out there you know who's deep in the cream cheese business and knows. Or maybe someone will suggest a different food. But I'm telling you, the way I currently make money is stupid. I need something that just continues by me. (laughs) You need an annuity everywhere. (laughs) We'll figure that out. He needs an annuity. I just need the cream cheese to sell. So when people see me running my yap talking about John Cena versus Edge for an hour, (laughs) they go, who is that guy? They Google me. Oh, you know, this guy sells cream cheese. And then, boom, we're in business. (laughs) Um, All right, here we go. Mail. Um, HH honeymoon phase. After listening to last week's Triple H fan club podcast, it was clear to me we are in deep in the WWE Triple H honeymoon phase. I get it, and I'm more intrigued about WWE TV than I have been in a long time, especially because I loved NXT Black and Gold. However, we need to be honest that this is a lot about the excitement of no more Vince booking. Example number one. The lies told last week about Bailey's faction. Bailey's faction is the most boring, directionless faction in wrestling. They have no name, no mission statement, no goals. We don't even know why they got together. This is also Bailey's least inspecting mic work in a long time. Judgment Day is another one. No one really cares about Judgment Day outside of seeing Edge come back and wrestle because he hates them. These two factions have taken up so much airtime on Raw, and that needs to change. Last point, it's not illegal to speak about AEW, who has been putting on their best shows of the year (laughs) these last three or four weeks. Dip, rewind to mention AEW, and Peter acted like he was annoyed that he even had to discuss it and take away from his (laughs) somethings on Triple H's brand. Just name this the Triple H Honeymoon Podcast so we know what to expect. Still love you guys. Let's see how it all plays out, Jose. Uh, let me rebut it, and then I have, I have to go. I, let, me rebut, okay, okay. let me rebut this, and then I have to go. Or not rebut it. I, you, it that um, email is ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, the AEW thing, I don't necessarily agree with. I mean, we're just, we just acknowledge, and we're not talking in depth about anything, but we know what people care about. We did about. today. Yeah, but okay. it's, it's funny that he called on Dip to be so, the AEW savior today when Dip didn't want to talk about AEW when Dip said, why don't we talk about AEW? Let's talk Gargano. <laughs> okay, and then secondly, and then secondly, you got it wrong today, bud. The bar has been so low as far as what's been going on storyline-wise on WWE that the fact that there is a couple of factions that have any sort of semblance of anything is something. And yeah. so while I agree that Bailey's team stable is sort of direct, directionless and Judgment Day is just a color, it's just basically purple people at this point. The purple people. At least, <laughs> yeah, at least that there's a faction exists and there's like people that care about each other. You know what I mean? Or there's people that are banding together. A yeah. faction in and of itself is something. And so, yes, I agree with you. And I got to say, too, I agree with Dip. But mostly beca- mostly because I said that months ago and Dip disagreed with me, but also because... With Vince being gone, people just have on these rose-colored glasses about, you know, what 
what can be. And then when you watch the show, we're getting exciting moments. We're getting exciting matches. We're getting the excitement that's rewarding the faith that we have in Triple H. So, I mean, he's earning it so far. Listen, I'll just close out with this. I hear what you're saying. I was not disgusted last week to talk about AEW. I hadn't watched that much. Saying that these last three or four weeks, I've watched now a couple of the last four weeks. They are not the best shows yeah. AEW's ever done. Last also week not had the best some good things. Wrestling. L- last last week's uh, show had some interesting things in it, but I'm sorry. You're talking about having a low bar. Your bar's gotten low if you're saying they've put on the best shows they've been putting on. It's it's it, it's better. By the way, people are still tweeting me every week. Can you believe that you said AEW's booking was like 2001 WCW? It is. When I said it, yes. I stand by it a thousand <laughs> yeah. percent. Uh, they, uh, look at how they close. How many major matches end in stupid schmazolas? Yeah, I feel that way. That has nothing to do with the talent there. I, I, I'm in love with a lot of the talent there. Um, but hey, that doesn't mean that every week I'm going to like it. This week, as SGG pointed out, very excited to see what they do with the title match on Wednesday. But I appreciate the feedback, Jose. And uh, I also disagree. I think Judgment Day is something. Yeah. I understand it may not be what they're per- trying to pretend it's like something say that it is. Something adjacent. But it's but there's something going on there. I think the Bailey comment Brian from Jose Burley. that was fair. I'm I think I think today. that Crash needs more. They one. need a, they need some more shape and direction when it comes to uh, the Bailey faction. Um, and lastly, stop yourself. Everyone have a wonderful week. You can email us rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Hopefully, we'll hear from a cream cheese tycoon. Oh, Talk yeah. to Howie. You're with Howie right now, I'm Dip. I think Howie, Howie yeah. would be interested. Yeah, I Howie, think he'd be interested in this cream cheese business. I think Howie is like looking to invest in something. He's looking, See? he's, he's commenting on ways that he wants to be spending money to me and they all seem not See? really plausible. So investing in a cream cheese business to me would be would be something special, I think. All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss this with Howie. Everyone, <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. He's got plenty of money. Email us, tweet us, comment, uh, and we'll catch you next week. Hey, Everyone, wait, hold on. Enjoy yourself. Hold on. He says he detests... Flavored cream cheese. The only one I would do, the only one I would do is chive, maybe okay. a box flavored cream cheese, everything else, the fruit cream cheese. Okay. What about, ask him, ask him, this is important because it's one of my favorites. Ask him if he's had jalapeno. Have you had jalapeno cream cheese? I do like that. Okay, okay. There we go. There we go. All right, we've got something. But no Asiago plum cream cheese. I feel like he found a business partner though, P. We, we may have this found is, this is going there's, there's something going on there's something going on all right everyone take it easy and enjoy yourself and then i went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together also ladies and gentlemen at this time i would like to introduce shout out to that guy Greg. red heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form m-m-m-m-mage.